Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Our pumpkin-spiced pandemic fatigue. That's us. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Fall queen. I'm the queen of fall. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. Please, Hansel and Gretel, stay six feet apart. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. My plan for the winter is Danish baby. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Margaret. This is Amy. And today, you guys, oh, no, it's fall. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's fall. It's a little darker and colder every day. It's fall, guys. And this wasn't growing great in the summertime. So now it's fall. We were wringing our hands in June that it would like, here comes summer. And now like, <laughs> wait, what? We have a guest today, Biz from the One Bad Mother podcast, who is lucky enough to live in California where it's kind of summer. So we realize we're talking to people from all over the country. And in fact, Amy, we're so international all over the world. Yes. So not everybody is facing the same problems that we are facing here in New York. Darkness, coldness. But again, gloom and doom. This is a podcast about our pandemic, our pumpkin spiced pandemic fatigue. That's us. <laughs> this is a podcast about our problems. You guys just have to listen to our problems. But I guess everyone's facing darkness in the U.S. But let's go back to the season of fall, because I feel like even without the special, you know, fresh hell of 2020, I hate fall and you love it. I mean, no surprise we're opposites in this way. I the whole like chunky sweater, burr, let me sip a hot beverage. I can't enjoy that for one minute because it just means that like pretty soon there'll be ice and cold. I mean, you're robbing yourself of so much joy. Fall is the best. I am fall queen. I'm the queen of fall. And this weekend, I gathered some members of my quarantine pod, of whom there are like five, by the way. And my sister and her kids and I went up to yeah, like a giant, it's like the Disneyland of apples, basically this giant fun orchard. It was actually a little too crowded. So we didn't have our best experience there, but still. That's the thing. I mean, it was crowded, but it was Huge. I mean, it's an, it got, I don't know anything about acreage, but it's a billion acres, you know? I mean, it's so spread out. And so everybody was wearing masks the entire time outside. So I wasn't that freaked out about it in terms of crowd size. It was incredibly carefully done. 
And there was so much room to frolic. And we picked apples. We got pumpkins. We ate apple cider donuts in the fields. And we got lost in the corn maze. And I was like, this is my happiest place. Oh, my God. You can take your 4th of July and shoot it to the moon. Because me eating a cider donut in a corn maze is peak Meg. I mean, that's about as good as it gets. Like, that's my happiest, happiest thing ever. I uh, was stuck in a corn maze like once with my kids, <laughs> like really stuck, like tears. And the, remember that story a couple of years ago about a woman who called 911? We were just talking about it in the corn maze. Yeah. Because she was with her young children. Like the youngest one was in a baby Bjorn in a corn maze and it was getting dark and she called 911 and of course was like raked over the internet coals but any mom reading that was like immediately of course you identify with that mother like the three-year-old has to go to the bathroom and this stopped being fun 45 minutes ago and why did you make this freaking corn maze so hard (laughs) and let me in with multiple small children you know I thank god they're okay Luckily, I was with a 12-year-old, my nephew, who was like, I got it. And he kind of figured it out. And we just led us around. Oh, man. And my uh, niece was also with us. My two nieces came with us. And they made corn puns the whole time. They were like, we're corn-fused. This is a... We're corn-zins, corn-fused in the corn maze. I'm already in a corn maze. Like, life is a corn maze right now. I don't need it's to literalize it. Yeah, you don't need to simulate the corn maze experience. You're like, should I go this way or this way? I'm sure both ways lead to nothing but more corn. Right. Both are terrible. Like, I'm getting a lot of that already. Yeah, we have very different feelings. I'm fa- I love like sitting in the stands of a football game with a hot apple cider and like a scarf. I'm just, it's my happy place. I love it. I love it. I love it. In fact, I lived in LA for 15 years and I was like, I have to get out of this godforsaken place where there is no fall. I can't stand it. So fall, I feel like, is the most season-y of seasons. I feel like because it's like the leaves falling and stuff, it's the most clearly delineated. You know what I mean? Like you can look out your window and see it. I went for a hike in the woods last weekend. That's how I do my fall alone. I picture you with like crossed arms angry the whole time and just like yelling at the leaves. No, 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 no. No, my crossed arms would be like at the like hay ride. Like let's like put the toddler in a hay bale and like pretend that's something that would happen in real life and try to get a picture of them with a piece of straw (laughs) hanging out of their mouth. I love your bitterness against fall. No, thank you. But I went in the woods by myself, hiked around and these yellow leaves were falling and it, honest to God, looked like an Instagram filter. Like it looked fake how perfectly symmetrically and slowly these yellow leaves were falling through my field of vision. And I had, you know, 10 seconds of like, that is preposterously beautiful. And I wish my kids were with me right now so I could get my Christmas card done. (laughs) But then followed by, but by the time we come next weekend, if we come up here, hike again with the kids, the next chance I could get them up here, like too late, it'll be all dead. Everything's dead and bare in like five more minutes. That's what I think of when I see leaves falling. I love you, Amy. You're really cracking me up. It's awesome. So I'm really bringing a lot of positivity to the coming months. Well, you're not into it and that's your right. People are allowed to like different things. I mean, if you said to me like... I'm trying to think if I have an equivalent, but basically I always remember, and I hate to say this because I know we have people who listen from San Diego and great for you because I'm sure you love it there. But whenever you go to San Diego, I feel like people from San Diego kind of are always like San Diego is the best because it's like 300 beach days. And I'm like, you've just given voice to my nightmares. Like 300 beach days is the worst thing that could ever happen to me, you know? And I'm glad that people who live in San Diego like that, but that's my hell. But I'm sure frozen February is their hells. But we just, luckily, 
hopefully you live somewhere you like because people like very different things. This fall has been much more like everybody's, I think, pushing how much and how long we are willing to be outside in new ways. Like in New York City, we have like outdoor dining has been a wonderful thing in New York City. It's like you're on a boulevard in Paris and every restaurant has gorgeous (laughs) outdoor seating. Can you say that one more time? Just one more. Boulevard. Boulevard. (laughs) Les boulevards are full of people outside at restaurants. And, you know, it's like getting down into the mid 50s and we're all like, it's fine. No, no, it's totally fine. No, no, I don't need a heat lamp. I'm good because we're all trying to keep it going as long as we can because pretend we're having fun before we don't see or talk to anybody for six months i was walking in the park with a friend yesterday like i feel like we're doing it we're making it work and i was like i would be like oh it's 62 time to go inside but now sort of like i live out here there is no inside yeah well we've been having a hilarious dance with the outdoor living in that we have a fire pit which is incredibly old it's basically like a rusty tin that we throw logs in and we have not cared for it and it's a disaster but of course we broke it out and we have a place we love to go in upstate that sells cider but like alcohol cider you know the good kind and we bought a case of it before we left upstate when we were up there earlier in the summer and I was like, let's crack out the cider. The It's like champagne It's so, so good. We've already finished it. Spoiler alert. But we put logs in the fire and we have this outdoor furniture and we were like gathered around the fire pit like, and now the cider. And basically two seconds in, we were all dying of smoke inhalation <laughs> and had to go inside. And so we were at a friend's the other night and they had, I don't know if he built it himself or... They had an outdoor fireplace, which is really different than a fire pit. It's like a whole structure that is a fireplace that sits outside. And we sat next to it. I will say it was only like 57 degrees, but it was so heavenly. And I mean, you've got to give it some thought. The fire pit is a little bit rough. Like by the time you get close to it to get any heat, you're basically just like in the middle of a burning building. It's not good. I have some, a couple of weeks ago, Margaret told us all that she's going to be a Danish baby this winter. Everyone knows my plan for the winter is Danish baby. Because Danish babies, like parents in Denmark, will put their babies outside in a stroller to nap just for like the constitution of it. The air and the cold is actually good. So Smithsonian Magazine, I'll put the link up in the show notes, did an article about how the people in Northern Europe, like Denmark, Norway, Sweden, have a concept called friluftsliv. This is the Norwegian word. I thought you were going to say Hugo. I was like, wait, we know all about Hugo, but this is something new. Hugo, yeah, that's why I got a new one for you. So Hugo is the Norwegian word. I think it's Norwegian for being super cozy. Like your cable knit blanket and your hot cocoa is Hugo. Oh, I love it so much. Friluftsliv <laughs> is the Norwegian concept of free air living, I think it means. And it just means you're outside. It doesn't matter what the weather is. You love being outside because you belong outside. Like they love their ice festivals and they're outside and this is how it should be. Yeah. They're like the people from Frozen. They're like Kristoff's people. You know, they're like, we love it. The snow. Right. So we need to put a little free loose live in our hearts because I think that's the fall thing for me. Like, yeah, fall is kind of pretty, but I dread it because then it's going to be cold. We have to be inside. So I need to turn that around for myself. Like, or you don't have to be inside. You can just get a extra, extra warm coat and keep doing your long walks. I will say, Amy, in your defense, that this is harder in New York City than it is where I live. So I live in the suburbs and all around me are like hiking trails and piles of leaves. And the experience of being outside is different when you're like 
I have to walk up the freezing cold windy hill to pick up (laughs) and then I have to walk down like a hundred I used to live right near where Amy lives now and I mean I remember you would turn some of those streets going down to the Hudson River yeah and I mean it's basically like someone is just stabbing you in the face with icicles like that's not yes I don't care how into Huga you get or free Lufsland you're into you will never enjoy the sensation of trying to pick up your dry cleaning and being stabbed with icicle needles like that's not possible to enjoy yeah okay all right I feel better and so I do think like you have to make some distinctions between like I'm gonna make more of an effort to like drive up and hang out with Meg in her backyard, which you're very welcome to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'm going to make more of an effort to like go to Central Park and take a walk. But even that, your feet are on asphalt, basically. You know, I mean, I think right. that it's not, the winter is a little bit of a different, maybe like, I don't know, ice skating's probably not open, so never mind to that. I'm trying to think of something that would make <laughs> you happy and like I'm failing. But I do think walking through Manhattan where like it's a wind tunnel at every right. crosswalk that is just assaulting you, it's hard to get into that as opposed to I'm going to make sure that when my kids come home from school, we put on our jackets and go sledding. Like that's more free Luftsva than like, I'm going to enjoy the (laughs) freezing cold walk to the grocery store. The drive to pick up the milk I forgot to get. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't enjoy the part where I go out and sit in my freezing cold car waiting for it to warm up. You know, I mean, uh, I just think you have to be kind of realistic about what's enjoyable and what's not, because I think we sometimes try to be like, I guess I should be enjoying like chattering my teeth until they break while I wait for my car to warm up. That You're never going to enjoy that. That's horrible. Well, the sort of fun of the everyday. I have a quote for you from the mayor of Wausau, Wisconsin, who is probably a mom. Her name is Katie Rosenberg. She's talking about why this fall is hard in a way that we thought the spring was hard, but now this is even like crazier hard because she says people are done putting hearts on their windows and teddy bears out for scavenger hunts. They have had enough. And I think that's it. Back in the spring, we were trying to make our like trip to the dry cleaner with the kid in the car seat a little fun. Like, let's all clap for the workers. Let's look for the teddy bears, right? Like, it's it's. Oh, yeah. We're so done with that. We are done with making the, you know, sort of quotidian stuff we have to do every day. A special warm hug. You get a quarter for that word quotidian. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're done making that special. It's not special. It's horrible, as you would say. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. And I, I guess that's okay. But you're right. So I guess for me to stop dreading what's to come, <laughs> I have to enjoy the crunchy leaves for what they are and then trust that there will be good things in the cold darkness that awaits us in the month ahead. It sounds easy. Yeah. I mean, I do think that your degree of difficulty is harder, Amy. And I think maybe you have to figure out some ways. Maybe move. Yeah, just leave. Mm. Well, you're probably not going to move, but I do think it might be good to be like, let's try to go to my sister's out of the city three times over the winter and pick those dates early. Like, I do think there's a lot to say for a part. And in the winter, the city is amazing. You know, you've got the windows and Christmas and Fifth Avenue and ice skating. And But I do think this year is going to be much, much harder because none of the fun stuff is happening. All of the icicles to the face are happening. And I think maybe you need to make some pretty concrete plans and you can come up to my house anytime. Okay. All right. I'll do that. Okay. We'll take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Biz from One Bad Mother about how her fall is going. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. 
Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, Father's Day is on its way. It is the most difficult gift-giving day of the year. Amy heard. <laughs> I mean, what do you get a guy who has no idea what he wants? You give him what he needs, a hat for all the outdoor activities he has planned for the summer that will probably be a total upgrade to what he's wearing now. If you need a gift for the dads in your life, check out Melon Premium Headwear. Melon hats last five times longer than any other hat out there. They are super durable, comfy, even antimicrobial. Unlike most hats, they don't hold on to sweat stains or odors, and they are, that magic word, washable. And they look really sharp. Melon hats have true craftsmanship and details that make them look really slick and fashionable. My husband wears a hat all summer and I can tell he's going to be wearing the melon I got him on the regular. Let me tell you, it is a big upgrade. Melon has lots of styles and sizes to choose from or give the dad in your life a gift card for him to choose his own hat. There's even a fit quiz on the website for helping guys determine the style that would suit them best and what size they should get. Go to M-E-L com and use the code FRESH at checkout for 30% off your order. If you're trying to figure out a Father's Day gift, trust us, this is exactly what they want. Go to com and use code FRESH at checkout for 30% off. Melon rarely offers discounts, so don't miss this opportunity. We are so excited to have Biz Ellis with us today. She is the co-host of the podcast One Bad Mother. Biz, thanks for talking to us. Woo! I am very happy to talk to any human being at this point in time in the world, including my cats. Who is not your child or, yeah. That's not my child. So <laughs> we know the feeling well. Anything but here, anywhere but here. Right. Biz, how many and how old? Okay, I've got two children that live in the house. Uh, one is six in first grade. The other is... She's, what is she, 11, though I continue to insist she's actually only eight, and that's where our problems come from, and three cats and uh, my spouse. Three cats and a spouse. That's a movie right there. And they're all here. They're all physically in this house all the time. I mean, here comes fall, right? Like, wow. It's all about to get much, much worse. I feel like for us, you know, as I was saying, yeah, the summer, we kind of coasted a little bit in the summer. We were outside a lot. We didn't have to worry about schooling. But here comes fall, Biz. Amy, your kids are probably, they've aged out of Halloween, right? They've aged out of Halloween. Well, my, so I have a seventh grader who's talking about her costume and stuff. But yeah, I feel zero stress around <sighs> making it work. Like, who cares? There's probably not Halloween. I don't care. Wow. I'm secretly happy. 
Yeah, see, this is a huge divide because I'm Halloween obsessed. My kids love Halloween and we're so bummed. And half the people I talk to are like, oh, the only upside of this whole hellscape (laughs) is that I don't have to participate in Halloween. What kind of hellscape are you living in? Monsters. What kind of monsters? These are monsters, speaking of Halloween. But like, has Halloween been outlawed in your area? It has been modified by our town. So we have, I live in a Halloween town. Like it's way, there's certain towns that go all in for Halloween and I live in one of them. And so we usually start the festivities with the ragamuffin parade, which is when all the kids get in their outfits and march through the whole town. It's a parade. And then there's a big fall festival. Canceled. Ragamuffins, stay inside. Scrapped. Ragamuffins, you're canceled. Roll out. That's right. And then there's a huge section of our town that shuts down for Halloween and like buses come from all over. And it's apparently like the realtors tell you that if you buy in this neighborhood, like you are expected to participate in Halloween. Like every house has a crazy display with like zombies that jump out. Like people dress up and they jump out at people. It's a whole thing. That's all gone. Yeah. Buses canceled. Yeah. Fun is canceled. The police have announced they're not going to shut any streets down and like they're encouraging people to like turn off your lights and like it's like a movie where like they like <laughs> you know roll down the shades it's like no one's home how's it looking in LA well they first came out and said no trick or treating and the entire city of LA was like no that's unacceptable we refuse Basically, people went a little crazy, and within like less than 24 hours, it became try to be reasonable. Yeah, that's not going to go great, guys. Yeah. Our little street has a lot of littles, a lot of kids, like two, three, four, little ragamuffins, I suppose. A lot of ragamuffins. And so I've been talking with some of those neighbors, because the virus... The plague has really brought the neighborhood together. People are out walking and talking to each other. It's weird. And so we are going to do a little costume parade, socially distanced, just on our street, so that kids can wear their costumes. And then for us, we've been trying, because we really like Halloween, we've been trying to be creative of how to distribute candy if people are out. Do you have the PVC pipe? Everyone's doing the PVC pipe. No, no. We're going to turn the front of our house into like, you know, candy cookie cottage of a witch and then like you know where her house is made of candy so the front gate like our little white fence we're gonna make that look like you know it's made of candy and you can literally come and steal candy off of our house that's great just steal the siding off the house oh it is biz you are my kind of people all in on halloween i love it all right halloween is going to be A disaster, let's be honest. If you live on Business Street, it sounds like you're lucky. For the rest of us, it's going to stink. But it's only one of many things that are going to stink about fall. Let's talk for a minute about creeping darkness. I mean, you live in California. At least it's going to stay pretty warm. You've got that going for you. That's true. We're just ending our, you know, like, we are always, like, are so aware that for so many people who live everywhere else, winter is a nightmare. Like, fall leads to winter. That's the thing about fall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is Amy's home base that you're on right here. Fall leads to winter. Fall leads to winter, and winter is horrible. But here, all the way until almost the end of October, it will stay 100 degrees. So you still can't go outside. 
Yeah, that's my bad place. That's the thing. Like people who live warm places, I'm always like, I get it, but I can't do 100 degrees. No. Yeah, no one can. Everybody's inside just like you're inside in the middle of Minnesota in April. We are inside in the fall. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, that's our... Hot and dry. Yep, hot and dry and don't touch the car seat so do you look forward like so is fall sort of pretty good for you because it's going to be 65 soon like is that a different experience no it's never going to be 65 here until january and so this really is my sad time of year where i'm just like things are leaves are falling from the trees but only because of a drought (laughs) i feel like this year i could relocate to pasadena because it is i mean We're already at peak difficulty right now. We're remote learning with our kids. We haven't seen our families. We're hiding from a pandemic. And now cold does seem like it's going to be a problem. And a lot of the ways we have been surviving so far have been, okay, we can maybe eat at this restaurant if we stay on the sidewalk. And we can maybe see our friends if they hang out in the yard with a mask on. And I feel like we're about to be plunged into like... Just a black hole of doom. Uh, I think the reason I feel that way is because it's true. <laughs> and on that cheery note. Anyway, guys, <laughs> welcome to the world's most depressing podcast. Biz, great to have you. And it's pretty good. Who wants to talk about holidays next? <laughs> but wait, I want to find out because that that is like the dread of this is the last day that I will be able to stand in the sunshine feeling is weighing on me really heavily. And like, this is the last time I have to walk with my friend this week and we can't reschedule because next week is going to be dark and cold. And, you know, and I will never see this person again. Are you living under less of that cloud in L.A. or are you also feeling like, oh, here comes horrible? I am of the camp of we're here for a much longer period of time, at least in California. We're not going back into a building in the foreseeable future. When it comes to the dark, I got to tell you, here again, summer is the bad times and fall and winter is when I get to look forward to walking again, to going out on a walk and not like sweating so much that I feel like I should never step outside again. Yeah, we're like we're in Oppositeville because you're just coming into good and we're just coming into bad. Yeah, but I will say either way, it signals the beginning of a whole new set of if we just want to go depressing. I mean, I think we're, we've gone there already. <laughs> we live there. Why stop now? Okay, good. Then (laughs) let's get neck deep now. But I do think holidays, I mean, the thing, fall always signals holidays, right? Like this is when all the holidays start to encroach. If you don't have Christmas things up at your local craft store yet, then, you know, you are living in some sort of weird town, okay? Because like all the winter holidays, we're about to all have to go through that pandemic style. So, you know. That's going to be fun. Well, and I do think that that is, for me at least, a kind of burgeoning realization. Like, I have definitely, for a lot of the year, thought, well, by then it will be over. Like, that it will be better by Thanksgiving. It will be better by Christmas. And we certainly were making plans of, like, well, where can we get and who should we be gathering with? And how will we do our travel so that it's safe? And I feel like that's been my mode for a long time. And the reality is now starting to creep in that like, oh, you're not doing any of those things. You're going to be like sitting in front of a Zoom camera, eating turkey and crying. (laughs) 
Hooray! And like trading sad gifts with... I mean, the one thing is my kids are still little enough that... And this is, I mean, we have to find some positives, guys, because our listeners are basically like thinking about going out and lying in traffic right now because we have depressed them so badly. (laughs) One thing I will say, we have functioned, my little family unit, I mean, we hate each other, we scream at each other, we hate our lives, but there has been something fun about being our little five-person unit. I have three kids. So I do think like Halloween is, we're going all out on the costumes. I usually, I'm like, pick something out of Party City. I don't care. But this year, like, we're making costumes. I'm dying. My daughter's going as a zombie bride. Like, I'm dying the wedding dress gray. Like, we're finding the fun. And I think that's all you can possibly do. And one part of finding the fun is staring down the realities, right? Which is like Thanksgiving. We're not getting on a plane and going to Texas. That We've done every Thanksgiving for years. And we go to this amazing horse farm and we deep fry turkeys. And the family's all there. And there's, you know, ponies to ride. And there's a hot walker to ride on. And it's like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> we got to stare down that that's not this Thanksgiving. So, like, what's the next best fun thing? You know, do we put heaters in the yard and try to figure it out with friends? I don't know, but what is it? Well, I was just going to say, from the positive spin, like, on all of this, I agree that we call it submarining in place, you know, like when you're in a submarine, how you've got to make every space in your submarine function. Ooh, that's a good metaphor. I like that. And I think that includes, like, things like traditions and celebrations. So, one of the things that I love so much is that starting before October, this neighborhood and surrounding neighborhoods started putting up the Halloween decorations. And it was really fun. And people were going all out, which I love. There's even one house that just went straight up to Christmas already. And like, I salute them every time I walk by. I feel like there's a lot of finding your own fun like that I think... I'd like to imagine we're all trying to embrace a little bit more. Like, you want to leave the Halloween decorations up forever? Great. Let's do it. Let's do it. You want to, like, go ahead and put a tree up? Let's do it. There was a house here in March, like, right when it started, and it was clear what was going on. They put all their Halloween decorations and all their Christmas decorations up. Love it. Just to be like, we're fun. People wonder what New York City is like on Halloween. It's kind of great because you can go, like, around a high-rise apartment building and have, like, more candy than you can carry in, you know, 30 minutes. And then there's these sort of street parties, which, again, have all been canceled. I've seen Tina Fey at this local block party with her kids more than once, you know, like, and just, like, yeah. humanity, like 10,000 people on a two-block stretch. <laughs> we're not doing that this year. But we don't have houses to decorate. And so I'm getting the feeling more here that we're like, forget it. It's like, see you next year. We're not doing it. And that's at least that's my sort of thing that I'm bringing to this. Like, it's I don't want to do Thanksgiving, just the five of us. I don't want to do it. It Like, just we have pizza. Yeah. And that's fine. Get Chinese food. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, this isn't Thanksgiving anyway. And that is, I will say, we've been saying that a lot, too. Like, next year. Because that's all you can really do is next year. We'll do it again. We'll be back in Texas. We'll be back with the deep fried turkeys. But I do think that a big part of this is like looking strongly at the reality, which is depressing, but more depressing is being like, we'll get a stuffed horse exactly. and put it in the closet and then bring it out. And that'll be just like Thanksgiving. Like, don't go that route. There's no happiness. I don't know. 
that sounds like a lot of fun, especially if you have a very large closet. Nothing would thrill this family more if I didn't like open the closet and like bust it out. You get a stuffed horse. Giant stuffed horse. What would your three cats think, though? Oh, the three cats would be (laughs) thrilled. Ride that horse, Steve. Ride that horse to victory. I feel like we, the three of us, are completely representing the three takes on fall. Yes. Amy's is like, it's over. Let's just sit in a pool of our own depression. There's no fall. Going back to sleep, guys. (laughs) I'm like, accept that it stinks and try to make the best of it. And Biz, you're just like, I'm bringing the fun. I'm taking the horse out of the closet. No, no, we're going to go all nuts. We've just all decided, look, you know, everything is super weird right now. Like, beyond weird. And I think one thing that we could seriously be celebrating is there's going to be a lot of pressure taken off of us, not from our children, but from extended families and social engagements. You know, the dark times are the holidays. If you've got like brand new kids, who do you love more? Who are you going to go visit for that holiday? Who are you going to go visit for Thanksgiving or for Hanukkah or for like all of these things? create so much stress in the lives of parents that this is like a joy year, actually. This is a year in which we get to be like, you know how people have fake Zoom backgrounds to make (laughs) it look like they live in nice houses, right? We should have like a series of like fake holiday scenes so that like if you zoom with somebody it looks great but like what you're eating is like peanut butter and jelly and like having wine right like everybody's like in pajamas or like watching movies all day whatever it gets to be total chaos design your own like event guys you're all off the hook no one has to make dinner for a family this year I think this is a win. You're finding, Biz, we needed to talk to you today because we're just like two Eeyores and you're like, come on, guys. It's a total win. I love it. Biz is like, this is better, actually, right? Yeah. All right. We're all going to try to keep a little bit of Biz with us in our souls as we head into fall. We're going to try to make it fun. Keep a little Biz in your heart. Keep a little Biz in your heart this holiday season. Keep a little Biz in you. Biz, tell us about One Bad Mother, about where we can find you. And about where we can get more biz in our lives. Ah, so much biz in your life. Have a cup of biz. <laughs> Nothing sounds off about that. So, One Bad Mother, uh, it's a comedy podcast about parenting, not a parenting podcast. We know people who like those comedy podcasts about parenting. So, we've been around for about uh, seven and a half years. Wow. And uh, we just released today episode 375. Wow. And what we try to do is uh, have people on to remind us that there are lots of different ways to have kids in your house and lots of different ways to handle that. And basically, if I was going to sum it up with one goal, it would be uh, to stop feeling like garbage for being a parent. So that's kind of what we try and push. And yeah, so you can find us at One Bad Mother wherever you download podcasts, which (laughs) could be anywhere now. I don't know. Awesome. Well, Biz, (laughs) thanks for coming on and cheering us up about fall. Goodness knows we needed it. Yeah, no, I'm always here to put a spin on it and then immediately go remind my family that everything's horrible. (laughs) That's how it goes. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for talking to us. No worries. Bye. 
So for at least two years now, I have been mentioning how I'm working on a book, you know, just working it into our conversations, real casual. <laughs> Let me tell you, behind the scenes, nothing casual about it. Amy has been like, ah, I have to finish this book. When am I ever going to finish this book? I have finished the book. It's really happening. And Happy to Help is now available for pre-sale. It's coming out January 2025, but you can pre-order a copy now on Bookshop or Amazon or wherever you shop for books. I am one of the very lucky few who has gotten to read Happy to Help already. And I have to say, it's a phenomenal book. Even if it was not written by my beloved work wife, Amy Wilson, (laughs) I would tell you to go get and read this book. I have told so many people I know, just wait in conversations it comes up and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's just like something from Amy's book. Wait until you read Amy's book. And the wait is almost over, people. Soon you will all be able to read Amy's book. I cannot wait for everyone to read it. You will probably hear us mention Happy to Help just a few times in the coming months. (laughs) Just a few thousand times. But for right now, please consider supporting it by pre-ordering a copy. Friends, I'm going to tell you, pre-order, you're like, I'll just get it when it comes out. Really helps a book sales if people pre-order it. So do us a solid. Go today and pre-order a copy of Happy to Help by our own Amy Wilson. You just go to wetfreshhelppodcast.com and click the link in the sidebar, or you can search Happy to Help wherever you buy books. Thank you. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. And now, fall last year versus fall this year. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Fall last year. Oh, I hate to see the summer come to an end and you kids have to go back to school. I'm going to miss your cute faces. Fall this year. Get out of my house. You're only in school every other Wednesday and I need you gone. Fall last year. Trick or treat. Fall this year. Please stand back. I will be throwing you candy from this third floor window. Ow! Fall last year. Ooh, yummy. My scarf is warm and toasty. Fall this year. Ooh, yuck. My mask is cold and damp. Fall last year. Okay. This is going to sound crazy, but just imagine if we could skip all of the hassle of this travel and the conflict and just have like a video conference Thanksgiving. Fall this year. You know what, Uncle Gene? You're a drunk and a racist and I'm muting you. You know, Grandma, shut off your laptop. You shouldn't have to see this. 
This has been Fall Last Year versus Fall This Year. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Okay, I feel like we had a lot there with Biz about how bad it's going to be, but also some <laughs> glimmers of how good it's going to be. Yes. And basically our takeaway is we need to go live on Biz's block because she seems to have a lot of energy yes. for fun. Yes. Keep in touch with your fun friends. That's what I got out of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. There are some people still having fun. I feel like our podcast has devolved to like, let us slug through the nightmare together, friends. And Biz is like, woo woo, we're decorating. She's into it. Love it. You know, I did an Instagram live with Sarah Powers from the Mom Hour where we talked about, and actually you can go to our Instagram page and go to Instagram TV and you can find it. And I've shared it to Facebook as well. So you can find it on our Facebook page at What Fresh Hell Cast. And we specifically talked about sort of pandemic Halloween, you know, why it's going to be kind of wah-wah. And she had a suggestion that was actually one of their listeners' suggestions that I thought was a great idea if you have really little kids for Halloween, which was to trick-or-treat in your house. Like, just have two adults and have one person be waiting in the next room. Like, let's go in the bathroom. Oh, who's here? Oh, trick-or-treat. And that for your two- or three-year-old, that's with their costume on. That is definitely enough excitement for them. Yeah, that's a fun idea. And like, while you're putting it in, like the parent runs to the other room and you go, I mean, that's a really cute idea. It probably only works until like maybe four. Yes. But it's cute. And you know, and what we, the other thing we were talking about is back in our episode, I believe it was about going on vacation. We talked about how the happiness of a vacation, somebody studied it is like 65% of how much you enjoy a vacation is thinking about how much you're going to enjoy the vacation. The anticipation is a large part of the enjoyment. I think it's even higher than that. Yeah. And they say like your happiness does not go up when you're on vacation. Right. The peak happiness is waiting to go on Is waiting to go. And so, you know, can we try to turn around a little bit of our, you know, dread about like, how am I going to make Thanksgiving work? It's going to be so boring to a little bit of anticipation of joy and letting the kids get involved in the planning because that will be a source of joy for them, even if they're not going to see their cousins this year. Yep. Good point. We're leaning in on costumes. I never make costumes. We're like, I'm dying the zombie bride dress gray. Yeah, we're really because also we need stuff to do, you know, on the weekends. So that's like kind of a project. The kids are doing a lot of it themselves. We're leaning in a bit on the costumes. And I don't know where the heck they're going to go in them, but they're really looking forward to wearing them. So the CDC put out a list of alternative Halloween activities. Okay, you have to put these up because they are so fantastically (laughs) awful. Like, you have to really post them because we don't have time to read them all, but wow. They're hilarious and sad. They're sort of like, you might not want to do the traditional Halloween. First of all, they say, if you may have COVID-19, you should not give out candy to trick-or-treaters. Yeah, guys, are we really (laughs) at the point we don't understand that yet? Also, don't go trick-or-treating if you have COVID-19. Don't go trick-or-treating if you're actually currently shedding. (laughs) I feel like if you haven't gotten that memo yet, you want to do a little bit more reading. So they break down the alternatives that you might do instead of trick-or-treating with a bunch of strangers into lower risk, moderate risk, and higher risk activities. So we'll start with the lower risk activity. The lower risk activity is doing a Halloween scavenger hunt where children are given lists of Halloween-themed things to look for while they walk outside admiring Halloween decorations at a distance. 
Yeah, the low-risk ones are all lame. They're like, carve a pumpkin. It's like, yeah, we do that already. <laughs> Decorate your house. Yeah, we got that already. Thanks. Have a virtual Halloween costume contest. Terrible. What does that mean? You like a, you get on Zoom with the cousins and like, oh. You like get online and Zoom and you show each other your costumes. <laughs> yeah, no, just don't do that. That's worse than doing nothing. Yeah, oh, really? Uh, Halloween movie night. Like, yeah, we didn't need you, CDC. We know how to do those things already. We want to trick-or-treat while the adults drink beer and the kids run around and have fun. And have a scavenger hunt style trick or treat search with your household members in your home. That sounds much more complicated than just, oh, look, mommy's in the bathroom. Trick or treat. Daddy's in the kitchen. Trick or treat. Yeah, the CDC didn't come up with that idea. No. Open air one way walk through a haunted forest where appropriate mask use. It's depressing. What one way walk through haunted forest? That's like. I mean, we don't. We're not clear on this. We're not clear. <laughs> where people can remain more than six feet apart in the haunted forest. Yeah. Please, Hansel and Gretel, stay six feet apart. All right. I feel like Halloween is a disaster and also possibly kind of the least of our problems. If screaming. <laughs> will likely occur in the haunted forest, greater distancing is advised. Oh, God. I mean, let's just get out of this, Amy. I'm depressed (laughs) as heck reading this list. But we're going to put it up because you should peruse it at your own. (laughs) And then not do any of those things. And poor CDC. Like, maybe just say no Halloween or yes Halloween, but this is not the right thing. And I feel bad for them because they're in a tough spot, but... I feel like this is not that fun. Let's leave the brainstorming to the five-year-olds because what the grown-ups came up with is wah, wah. All right. Leaving Halloween behind. Now we're heading into, I think one thing that's been really hard for me is like thinking about, I kind of feel like I had it in my mind that we were, the holidays were going to be okay. They were going to be mitigated okay. Yes. By now, we were going to be coming out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not going to be mitigated, okay? And I have a unique situation in that everyone I see at the holidays is a plane flight away. And so we're not doing any of that, and that's a super bummer. And this is where I can't really decide whether or not we're going to punt on everything and just be like, it's pizza and a movie for Thanksgiving, or whether we're going to try to cobble together something that will be possibly a sadder version than pizza and a movie. You know, I was definitely, before talking to Sarah on the Instagram Live, I was definitely leaning more towards, forget it, it's not the same anyway. Like, there's a tradition in in New York City, if you're Jewish on Christmas Day, everybody goes to a movie and then goes to a Chinese restaurant, because that's what's open on Christmas Day, right? Like, it's like the giant group opt out. And I always thought that sounded kind of fun. And so I thought, like, okay, that's what what I'm going to do for Thanksgiving. I'm going to do whatever that equivalent is of just, like, we are doing something different. But now that I have kind of come around to the planning thing can be fun, can be most of the fun, and letting my youngest kid is now 13 years old, but she's still young enough that if you get her on the right day and in the right moment, there'll be a twinkle in her eye to talk about how to make Christmas fun this year. You know what I'm saying? Like that can still happen for kids, even middle schoolers. And I think that leaning into that is worthwhile because it will be fun. I forgot that that's also the fun part. I agree. And I have come to the same place as you that I have to remember that my biggest job right now is being my kids guide to the holidays, which I always am. So I think it'll be really different and pretty depressing for me. But I don't really think my kids will notice the difference as much. Like, what am I going to make a turkey? And the answer is yes, I'm going to make a turkey. And then we're going to go outside and throw the football around together. And then we're going to watch the parade with our blueberry muffins that we make every Thanksgiving morning. Uh, I'm not sure there's going to be a parade. Oh, you're right. God. Oh, my God. 
You know what it is? <laughs> There's no parade. I know. I was just thinking like, wow, there's no parade. Amy, you've just ruined my whole day because you're exact. It's like, do you know when the lights go out and then you're like, oh, it's OK. You know what? I'll just make myself a smoothie. And you're like, wait, the blender doesn't work either. And you're like, oh, it's <laughs> yes. fine. You know what? I'll just whatever. Turn on the intro. And you're like, no, nothing works. Oh, my God, Amy. I was like, oh, it'll be fine because we'll just sit around and watch the parade in the morning. It's not going to be a parade. What am I thinking about? It's going to be virtual. I'm not sure what that means. I think they're just going to have reruns of moments from other years, which is great. You know what? If your kids are little, they don't understand that it's a patched together rehash. Put it on. You got three hours of them and trance in front of the TV while you have the oven turned on. It's great. I'm still just sitting here absorbing no parade. But you're right. No parade. Of course. What was I thinking? Yeah. No parade happening live, but they're still going to air the parade. If you feel me. And I think, I mean, I really think the thing to do is to over lean in. Like we're truly thinking of Thanksgiving of like, we have like a phone at every seat with like different family members on Zooms. So like we're going to try to make it like, and then you just lean into the silliness of it. You know, like, how's it going, grandma? And she's sitting there, you know, whatever we end up putting together, we try to just make it as much as it can be. Yeah. And I mean, this is an annoying point because I'm kind of not in the mood for the like Pollyanna version of any of this. But I do think that this year has been really, really hard on the grownups and hard on the kids in a lot, a lot of ways, but also really memorable and exciting for the kids in a lot of ways. And I think some of the memories that my kids will really carry through this is some of the stuff like we just built they built I mean I had nothing to do with that my kids are such a good age because they can do a lot of stuff they built like a three-story cat house out of cardboard boxes (laughs) and they'll remember that like remember when we made that box and I don't know I think there's just a ton of stuff I make a family calendar every year with pictures like a a shutterfly calendar Uh uh-huh yeah the shutterfly calendar it's like my gift to like the family i give it to people and my sister said well what's the calendar going to be and i said i think it's going to be a year of people wearing masks and that's going to be memorable too you know and hopefully we look at this as like oh my god remember that year you know And I think that's okay. Just this morning, my daughter was telling me on the way to school that she has to interview a family member about something, a historical time in their lives. And did I think her grandparents would, you know, have some historical times in their lives they could talk about? I'm like, yeah, I think they've got civil rights movement, you know, JFK assassination. They've got a few for you. And then, of course, our conversation went to, as it always does, And just imagine one day your grandchildren will be asking you about today, about right now. You are living through an extremely unusual and historical time. Yeah. What was it like, Grandma? It's hard to imagine that, but that's a great point. Yeah. And you know what? And she kind of, like I was saying before, she's a kid who can you know access the magical part of herself still. You know, she's still got the child in her and her eyes, you know, went up and to the right like she does when she's really imagining something. And she was thinking about that. Yeah. Something else fun. that our listeners, we have a listener who reached out to me because I said something on this Instagram live about a, the Sears catalog that I was the kind of kid who would pour over, this is an old deluxe alert, the Sears catalog. Back in my day, it was like a Christmas wish book that would come and it was like 500 pages long, right? It would come in the mail. Do you, was this a huge part of your Christmas anticipation, like lying on the floor and circling what you wanted? Ours was the Toys R Us catalog, but I think basically same idea. 
yeah, you pour over this catalog and I'd circle what I'd want and then I'd make a list of like 200 things that I wanted, P.S. And I would put stars next to the things that were kind of, (laughs) I listed some items as optional at one point. (laughs) Very kind of you. Like this is optional, Santa. But the love and the care and the time that I put into that list is half of what I remember about getting ready for Christmas. I defy you to name three items that you received off that list. Yeah, I mean, something like the Barbie head that you could like fix its hair. I don't know. But the remembrance is not of the day the thing arrived. It's of the thrill of imagining what could be. Yes. So there's so much more to talk about. And I think maybe in a couple of weeks, we'll do another episode as we get into like the darkness and the togetherness and the no more outside dining and sort of <laughs> hack away a little bit at how are we going to literally survive indoors together? Because we've barely talked about that. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's going to be hard about fall. Right. We need ideas. But I do think the biggest takeaway and the solved it from this episode is remembering that the top of the triangle should be anticipation and making plans that are fun because the execution of them may not be what we wanted them to be, but the kids will remember the anticipation. Yes. And I need to not wet blanket that by sort of, you know, being like, oh, I can't believe we're not going to be able to go to, you know, Amphibie's house this year. It stinks. Like, I need to not do that because I will, our kids think this is all terrible, maybe a little less than we do. Yeah. And our kids will respond to it as we model that they should. And I think for both of us, this was a really helpful episode to record because we both need to remember that. Yes. Solved it. I'm going to go outside and enjoy the crunchy leaves. Crunch away, Amy. (laughs) Get yourself a cider and a scarf and frolic. You're like frolicking like down like a garbage street. (laughs) Being like, it's fall. (laughs) Guys, we want to know what you're worried about for fall, what you're excited about. Do you have any really good fall hacks? Because I think we will be revisiting this topic. Come to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast. We're also on Instagram and Pinterest. There's got to be some good fall hacks on there, right? Come join us at What Fresh Hellcast. We're also on Twitter at WFH Podcast. Yeah, not sure those fall hacks are coming from us on Pinterest, but there's other people there who might be able to help you out. No, 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 but I pinned some. There's Oh, you did? Yeah, there's a fall activities for kids board that I'm pinning other people's great ideas. That's how Pinterest goes. All right. That's how it works, right? And we're going to put the CDC Halloween sad sack ideas up on our website, which is whatfreshhellpodcast.com. Poor CDC. They've got enough problems without us goofing on them, but you know, what are we going to do? They tried. They tried. Mm-hmm. Guys, that was fun. We'll talk to you next week. So long. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.